Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today what is God's will for our life that's a big question but even more down to earth is how can we practically participate in this will well we have a marvelous life study prepared for you today that God's enemy Satan does not want any of us to hear so we ask you to stand with us and with the Lord don't touch that dial Stay with us for the next 26 minutes, and Bob Danker has joined us. Bob, we really have a program that our listeners need to hear today, don't we? Yes, Chris. We all need to hear a word like this because it's so practical and it's so helpful to us in our Christian life. We're going to put several pieces of a puzzle together today that will form a picture that I think will be remarkable by any listener's judgment today. The puzzle pieces are in the form of a few different portions from the New Testament. I think that everyone who joins us today and stays with us will be happy that they did because the picture that this displays is an unveiling of God's heart and purpose for us in our relationship with him. I think to save time, we'll only read a few selected portions or passages from these verses uh, before we get into our life study. We want to start with Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then a phrase from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, the unsearchable riches of Christ. And the final puzzle piece in this first section is from the Apostle Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 and 19, where he asked that Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith, that we would be filled unto all the fullness of God. Bob, I know you probably have a lot to say, but I think we'll uh, save a little time, get right to Witness Lee's portion, and then you and I will have a chance for some fellowship. Very good, Chris. All these verses which we have covered are just like pieces of a big puzzle. We know when the pieces of a big puzzle are scattered, we look at each piece, it uh, would be somewhat difficult for us to understand. But when we gather the pieces and put together based upon the whole portrait, we will see a complete picture. Just consider the fullness of the Godhead. This is too, too great 
all-inclusive. This fullness of the Godhead is the unsearchable riches of Christ. And this Christ has to make his home not only in our spirit, but also in our heart. That means this Christ with all his unsearchable riches has to possess our entire inner being. Your heart, including your mind, will, and emotion. This means our entire being is possessed by Christ. How could this be then? All these, the fullness of the Godhead, the insertion of Christ, all are realized in the Spirit. And the Spirit is embodied in the Word. So, if you would put Ephesians 3, 8, and 7, with Colossians 3.16. You could see the word riches. Riches is repeated in the word richly. And the word making whole is repeated in the word doyle. Christ, with all his riches, makes his whole in your heart. You have the riches and you have the meeting of his home. Then in Colossians 3.16, these two thoughts are here. Let the word of Christ inhabit you. This is to make hope. Richly. This indicates the riches of Christ. Not only so, Ephesians 3.19b says that you might be filled until the fullness of God. Eventually, it comes back. It begins with the fullness of Godhead, and eventually it ends also with the fullness of God. Firstly, the fullness was there in eternity. And then this fullness was just unsearchable riches of Christ. And then this Christ, with all his riches, makes his home in our heart, that we may be filled into the fullness of God. How could this be? Through the Spirit and through the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the Spirit and hallelujah for the Word. Bob, I was very much intrigued by this circle that he was talking about, the full circle beginning with the fullness of the Godhead and coming back to the fullness of God. Uh, we see this in Colossians verse 2-9, the fullness of God which is from eternity then has become the unsearchable riches of Christ and this is also mentioned in Ephesians 3.8. Yet another piece comes from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 and 19, where he asks that Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith, that we would be filled unto all the fullness of God. And then our final piece today, once again in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So here's the full circle. Bob, how is it that when we properly exercise our spirit with the word, we can experience the unsearchable riches of Christ and be filled unto all the fullness of God? Well, Chris, this cycle, as you mentioned, is really marvelous because in Christ, what we have is the fullness of the Godhead. That means all the riches of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are in Christ, the person, to such an extent that they are overflowing. Now, this Christ, with his unsearchable riches, is now in us, and he wants to make his home in our hearts. That means he wants to possess and occupy our mind, emotion, and will, our entire inner being. He wants to settle down there and make our heart his dwelling place. And when he does this, then gradually we are filled with the unsearchable riches of Christ until these riches overflow from us and are expressed through us. This is a situation that Paul mentioned in Ephesians 3.19. We are filled unto or resulting in the fullness of God. So the very fullness that is in Christ becomes the fullness in us, or we become this fullness by being filled with the unsearchable riches of Christ. Well, how can Christ make his home in our heart? There is a uh, a secret to this, and that is this Christ who is making his home in our heart is the life-giving Spirit. He's dwelling in our spirit as the Spirit, and now he wants to spread himself into our mind, emotion, and will. But then we need to ask a further question. How can this happen? How can the Spirit fill us? There's another secret which Witness Lee mentioned, and that is the Word. The Spirit who is wanting to fill us with Christ's unsearchable riches is embodied or contained in the Word of God. So when we come to the Word and we exercise our spirit and we receive the Word, spontaneously we receive the Spirit who is in the Word. And this Spirit is just the reality of Christ with His unsearchable riches. And in this way, by the Word dwelling in us, making home in us, as Colossians 3.16 says, right. let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. This is the word rich again. Richly, that means to fill you up with the riches of Christ. These uh, phrases cannot be accidental. We see them appearing in so many different portions of the divine revelation here. And what's happening, I think, if our listeners have uh, begun to realize, is that Witness Lee is pulling these pieces, as he's calling them, puzzle pieces, from this place and from that place. And, oh, when you put them side by side, then all of a sudden a picture begins to emerge. And that's what's happening, I think, in our broadcast today, Bob. Let's go to Witness Lee. If you are going to let Christ occupy you, fill you up, and make his home in you, you must be filled up with the word of Christ. This thought is also in John 14 and 15. Have you noticed? John 14, verse 23, the Lord Jesus says, He who loves me and who keeps my word, see, the word is here, then I will love him and my father and I will go to him and we will make our abode with him. If you love the Lord's Word, the Lord will love you. 
And he, not only he, the Father will go with him, will go to you, will come to you and make his abode in you. He will not just come to visit you. When he comes, he will never go away. He will make an abode. <laughs> it's a mutual abode. He will make you his abode and make him your abode. How could this be proved? Well, in the following chapter, it says, Abide in me, and I in you. You see, it can mutual abiding. Surely this is mutual abode. Mutually for you and for him. So, in chapter 15, you can abide in him. And he can abide in you. Not only so, even in chapter 15, you have this thought. His words abide in you. That means he abides in you. Have you noticed verse 7 in chapter 15? For my word abide in you. That means I abide in you. My word equals me. My word is practicality. You must have his word. His word is his practicality. Hallelujah. 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 We have Christ. And we have his spirit. And we have his word. So, Practice speaking, he is living because he is the spirit. And he is real because he is God. And he is practical because he is the word. And the spirit and the word are just one. What a tremendous sequence, Bob. Because Christ is God, he's real. Because he's the spirit, he's living. And because he's the word, He's very practical. None of us can deny these truths, Bob. If we're going to have Christ abiding in us practically and experientially, how much does this have to do with his word abiding in us? Well, Chris, as Witness Lee pointed out from John 14 and John 15, and I really love this sequence in John 15, Yeah. because we all know the verse uh, where the Lord said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Then he says, abide in me, and I in you. This is a mutual abiding in which we abide in the Lord and he abides in us. But then in verse 7, he makes this practical. Hmm. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You see? Yeah. Here the Lord replaced I in you with my words in you. That means that the Lord's words abiding in us are equivalent to the Lord himself abiding in us. This is an amazing thing. Actually, the word of the Lord just is a container of the Lord himself. When we receive his words and we let his words abide in our inner being, then the Lord himself, in a practical way, is allowed to abide in us. This is why Witness Lee said that the word is practical. We may talk about the Spirit, we may talk about Christ, and we may feel this is somewhat intangible, somewhat vague, somewhat hard to grasp. But we know that the Word of the Lord is something tangible, something more solid that we can lay hold of. And when we lay hold of the Lord's words, then we lay hold of Him, because He is in His Word, and He even is the reality of the Word of God. So, the way to have Christ abiding in us is just to have his word abiding in us. So day by day, we need to receive his word 
and not just uh, agree with it, but let it make its home in us. Let it have room in us. You know, in one part of the Gospels, the Lord told the Pharisees, my Father's word has no room in you. Right. That means the word of God needs to have room in our inner being to inhabit us richly. Bob, the word here is not just the objective letter of the Bible, is it? There's another application of the word that resides in us, isn't there? Yes, Chris. The letter of the Bible, just the black and white words on the page, are just really empty doctrines. But the reality of the Bible is the living person of Christ, who is the life-giving spirit. And the Lord said to us, My word is spirit and life. So the reality of the Lord's words is the Spirit. This uh, message is going to get even more practical in this final section today. We've spoken a lot in this life study of Philippians about living Christ. Or we may have a prayer in us that says, Lord, I want to live you. Even I would make up my mind to live you from now on. Please help me to do this. This prayer, though, Bob, I think from our experience, we can all testify, is not that effective. It can be compared, in a sense, to asking the Lord to make us healthy when we don't keep a proper diet. We just have to find out the appropriate way to handle this kind of word. How can we, day by day, moment by moment, live Christ? Well, as I said, if we all can focus on the fellowship that's just ahead, I think we will get some very practical help. Here's Witness Lee once again. Day after day, we must get the word again and again. I just illustrate to you, you need the Word every day. And every day, not only once in the morning. And I got to know many of you young people do not have a proper breakfast. You must take a big breakfast. Physically speaking and spiritually speaking, both are the same. Every morning. Don't begin your day. Don't start your work. Before you take a physical breakfast plus a spiritual breakfast. You need a big breakfast. Every day you need some living word to get into you. But many Christians, they love the Lord. And after hearing all the messages, we have to live Christ. They say, this is right. Amen. I like to live Christ. But a big bond. Every day, no breakfast. With what you live Christ? Every day, you must have a big, adequate, sufficient spiritual breakfast. Dear saints, God's destiny to you is that you have to live Christ. Christ is your life. Christ is your everything. And you have been destined by God to live Christ. You have no other choice. My goodness, if you just live Christ, you are the most blessed people on this earth. You have joy, you have satisfaction, you have everything. And every blessing will come to you just because you live Christ. And the way to live Christ is what? Is to receive His Word into your being. Your reading must be accompanied with prayer, with singing, with psalming, with calling. Whenever I touch any word in the Bible, any verse, any phrase, any cause, any consentence, with me is full of aspiration, of prayer, 
spontaneously. There is the prayer there. Spontaneously, there is the singing, the praising. Spontaneously, there is what? The spiritual conversation with the Lord. And this is why right away I received the nourishment. I got filled up in my spirit. With what? With the living word. Actually, the living word is the spirit. And the spirit is just the Lord Jesus himself. What is the word? The word is the spirit. And who is the spirit? That's Christ. That's Christ. When the word of Christ fills you up, that is the infilling of Christ. And this infilling is what? It's just the fullness of the Godhead. Wonderful. Bob, I really like the stress here that we need to have a proper breakfast both physically and spiritually. Many of us realize we should live Christ. But as we said before, this is not something that can become a reality simply by our determination or even by our fervent prayer, is it? No, Chris. Even the more we determine to live Christ, the more we will find that we cannot live Christ unless we take our brother Witness Lee's strong advice. Right. That is, don't Start your day without a good physical breakfast and a good spiritual breakfast. And even if you don't eat a good physical breakfast, be sure that you eat a good spiritual breakfast. Come to the Word every day and read it with your spirit exercised, your heart loving the Lord and open to the Lord. And as you read the Word, then spontaneously engage in a kind of a conversation with the Lord based upon and using the Lord's words as the very substance and the element of your conversation. This is a wonderful experience to talk to the Lord using his words. We can talk to him and he will talk to us. Prayer is not a monologue that is a one-way speaking, right? It's a two-way speaking. It's a dialogue between us and the Lord. So when we speak to the Lord using his words, then he speaks to us And this kind of conversing, which might even be accompanied by singing, by praising, just by enjoying the Lord in the Word, causes us to be filled with the Spirit. And this kind of infilling of the Spirit results in the fullness of God. That means the overflowing of the riches of God in our daily life. Then we spontaneously live Christ without any effort on our part. You know, Bob, in these past few programs, we've had some tremendous helps along the line you've just been describing, even using the Lord's name in a kind of spiritual breathing, and then using the actual words of the Bible to pray back to the Lord, a kind of pray reading as we saw so clearly the other day. All these things fit together to really bring us into the reality of our living Christ, which simultaneously is connected to this matter, and I love this, of his abiding in his making his home in us and filling us in such a rich way. That's right, Chris. The more we have a living contact with this person through his word, the more we are filled with his riches and we live him spontaneously. We're kind of in the second go-around here in Philippians. We went through the entire book with our brother first, and then he comes back now, and he's really focusing on his burden to bring us all into the experience that he unfolded, I think, the first time through these messages this time. I'm getting so much help and so much enjoyment out of them. How about you? 
Chris, I love these messages. They are a great help. Well, we hope that you're enjoying them as much as we are. Uh, we do have them in printed form that we'd love to share with you. Uh, these life study uh, messages from the book of Philippians. There are three volumes in this Philippians set, and if you'll contact our toll-free number, we'd love to give you that information. You can contact us, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. And we will continue. We'll be back again tomorrow for another life study message from the book of Philippians. Please join us then. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.